You're listening to Mile High Radio. MileHighRadio.com on the World Wide Web for your listening pleasure. Thank you for being a friend. Good morning, good morning. Welcome, everyone. I am Deb Creer, and I am the socialite. I am passionate about working with professionals to show them how to use social media as a tool to promote themselves and their businesses. I am delighted today because I have a guest on who I've had in the past, um, Elizabeth Suarez, and I'll give you her bio here in just a moment, but Elizabeth brings a totally different perspective to using social media, and that's one of the reasons why I love having her on. But let me give you a little bit of background about Elizabeth. She is faculty and inclusiveness professional in strategic facilitation, mediation, training, public speaking, and marketing. Elizabeth is a conflict resolution and inclusiveness cultural competency strategist and an alternative dispute resolution and leadership studies faculty at the University of Denver. A Puerto Rican native, she has over 20 years of experience in corporate America and small business arenas. Elizabeth is considered an expert at offering a strong blend of multicultural understanding and strategic direction while judiciously analyzing the overall situation. Her no-nonsense, hands-on business philosophy is highly regarded by her long list of clients. So welcome, Elizabeth. Hello, Deb. Thanks for having me. Well, you know, I had asked Elizabeth to be on several months ago, and then we decided we needed to wait and and do this a little bit closer to election time, because part of what we wanted to talk about was all of the political posts that we see online, how to respond, how to not respond, all those various things. But, you know, Elizabeth just brings a wealth of knowledge about how to deal with posts online that you might see, you know, as, as you know, the, the person using them. Where you're thinking, holy cow, what the heck were they thinking? So, Elizabeth, jump in. What are some posts, you know, what, what have you seen that you think, you know, people should think twice before posting? And then, you know, what, what do we do to resolve those issues? Well, that's really a lot of questions right there. <laughs> I know. We just fill the hour right there. <laughs> I know. Um, basically, I mean, I love presidential year elections because people just, you see the true colors of people, and especially the last two weeks that we had the RNC and then the DNC. And what I love is even the people that have shared with me, look, Elizabeth, I'm like you. I don't post anything politically or religiously because I want to stay low-key, and I really don't want to share that with the rest of the world. And that is my philosophy because of the business I'm in. I do not believe that everybody should have that philosophy. But I've come across a lot of my peeps that say that they have that same philosophy until the last two weeks. It is amazing (laughs) how people just place a post, and then I guess people feel that they are one-on-one with the individual, like they are on email, and they just start blasting comments. And that's where the going gets tough. I mean, and first of all, the first rule that I tell everybody, 
your wall is your possession. So whatever is put on your wall, you have the right to delete it. You have the right to edit it. You have the right to do whatever you need to do because that is your wall. However, the wall of all your peeps, they are not your possession. So they have the right to do whatever they want with their comments. So if you feel compelled that you have to comment back to them, don't be appalled when you place a comment and your peep just blasts you back. Because in reality, you started the blasting. I mean, if you're not agreeing with a peep and you are not ready for that peep to go ahead and blast you back, then you need to take that conversation offline, Right. period. Do well, not yeah, do not expect I, that you're always right. Do well, and, and I think one of the that. tricky things comes in that you might be agreeing or politely disagreeing with that mm-hmm. person, but then their friends jump into the fray. And, and that's where I've seen things go downhill really, really fast. Exactly. And normally what I do, and I was in one post that I noticed I kept on following. It was not your post. It was another post of a colleague <laughs> uh, last week when the DNC was taking place. And I love that I knew who was a Republican and who was a Democrat because I could see the post going. And I basically did not post. I decided not to post. But I noticed that he had placed a very strong statement to so said, I'm going to follow him. So basically – Three times a day, I would just go back to that post to see what was going on. And I was very impressed with how he handled the situation because he got blasted terribly by several people. And it was his peeps, and, you know, I was one of them, but I did not post to him. And afterwards, I actually sent him a private message saying, you know, you really had a backbone that you kept that up. And he kept on saying, you know what, Elizabeth, I was thinking of contacting you because I was so close of deleting the post. Mm -hmm. But I came to the point that I realized I don't do this for a living. I have my own business that is not relating to politics. I want to show my clients that I'm tough enough that I can take criticism. So that's the reason he kept the post up. And did I I agree or disagree with him? I think it was a good decision for him. Mm -hmm. I would have not left it for me because I, the job I do, I have to be fully unbiased. I cannot show any preference for anything. Being a mediator and being an alternative dispute resolution individual, I can show preference on a personal standpoint. Social media is not personal. Right. and, And I think that's the biggest thing that people have a misperception about. And now I want to be clear, however people use social media, it's a truly individual choice. There's no right, there's no wrong. But for those people who say, oh, it's only personal, I'm only connected with my friends and my family, you're not. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, it, well, part of it depends on your privacy settings. So maybe you've got your privacy settings to friends of friends. Well, that mm-hmm. means that I'm, I'm connected with you, but then all of your friends can see my posts. So, you know, that's, that's where problems can arise. It also, you know, when, when people tell me, gee, I only use it for personal use, that's great. You know, maybe they're only posting pictures of their kids, their high school class reunion, their politics, all of those things. But that's like saying that those people they're connected with could never be a job reference, could never refer them to a potential client. You know, all of those things. And I think that's where people really misstep is, you know, they're posting online and they're thinking, gee, this is just my friends and my family. And they're posting something that's, you know, maybe filled with hate, maybe filled with expletives. You know, maybe they're posting things like, I hate my job so much that I leave work early every day. 
Then they ask those people that are their real-life connections, gee, would you give me a referral? And those people are thinking, hmm, no, not so much. And, and that's the problem with social media is we do get kind of lured into thinking it's our personal space when it's not. And it's not, and, and that's the bottom line. At the end of the day, I mean, I have chosen not to have a business page on Facebook. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, I've chosen not to do that. However, I still am amazed how I continue getting gigs because of my Facebook page. Right. And what everybody says about my Facebook page is like, you know what, I just go to your page because you make me feel good. And obviously, mm-hmm. it's not that I'm there to be a motivational speaker because I am not a motivational speaker. <laughs> what it is is that when I post, I post about making people just smile. I use a lot my husband. I use a lot my daughter. Mm-hmm. I have a daughter that's a dancer. So even last night, we went to a tap show uh, locally in the Denver metro area, and I posted a picture of her with her dance friends uh, with one of the tappers from the show. So, I mean, people say, you just make me smile. Right. So basically, I try not to complain. I've done one or two that I will make a little complaint here and there, but I make it more that I twist it around. I always say my humble opinion. I mm-hmm. mean, I, I try to do that because at the end of the day, if I'm going to have a real true um, conversation with somebody about how I really feel. It's not going to be on Facebook. It's not going to be on Twitter. It's going to be over the phone or it's going to be face-to-face with right. that individual mm-hmm. in which we can have a real conversation. And that individual would not feel insulted. If I say something that's harsh enough that the individual could say, you know what, you just cross the boundaries. Let's go back and start all over again. So that's why, but that is my philosophy, and I can tell you if you look at other mediators, alternative dispute resolution strategists, we will tell people that this is the situation. I recently mediated a case, an employment mediation, that the reason they came and boiled into this situation was because of social media. Mm-hmm. Because you, the, the individuals had befriended each other because they're all part of a group. Well, all of a sudden, or like you mentioned, that somebody made a comment concerning how boring their colleagues are. Oh. And why would I want to come to work? Well, isn't that an insult in a way? Mm-hmm. Well, that already they had been avoiding the situation that they were not getting along for the past three years. That was the, you know, the straw that broke the camel's back. Mm-hmm. I go into mediation without realizing that it was concerning social media communication. They kept on saying we can't communicate. And when that came out, you should have seen how it flared up at the mediation table. It was concerning how dare you post this on Facebook. Right. The because then they like, said your friends saw it. It embarrassed me, you know, all of those various things. Exactly. So that per- those individuals thought you are embarrassing us in front of our boss because, by the way, their boss was also on Facebook. Right. And had been befriended by all of them. And the issue was that their boss traveled a lot. So the boss was not there 40 hours mm-hmm. a week to realize who's really working and who's not working. So the other individuals were like, are you kidding me? Now the boss is going to think we're slacking. Mm-hmm. And we're not. So it is down to that pettiness that people say, oh, come on, people need to grow up. No, it's not people need to grow up. The other aspect is not only the presidential debate, it's also football season. Oh, yeah. Look out there. I have friends that are, bron- <laughs> obviously, I live in Bronco territory. I go ahead and tell everybody I only watch football because I like to watch the Super Bowl and watch the commercials, mm-hmm. and that's it. I really do not understand the game. I did not grow up with the game. I do not understand why people 
go nuts about football, but to each his own. But I have several friends that are Broncos friends, fanatic, and fanatic Raiders fans. Mm-hmm. And you should see how they just go to each other's throat. I mean, you used to live in Denver, Deb, right. and mm-hmm. Broncos versus Raiders is the biggest, you know, biggest competition mm-hmm. out there. And they go, it, it, the football season started yesterday. I started laughing. I went to my homepage and said, let me see, let me see how many comments are going to be about the Broncos. Almost everything. It was oh, yeah. almost everything. So I was mm-hmm. glad that I was at a tap show while the game was going on. <laughs> so well, and I did not have to deal with that. You know, I'm I'm a big college sports fan, mm-hmm. and that's it, it's funny. That's where it seems that people get even more mm-hmm. passionate. Um, you know, because it's it might be their alma mater, it might be all of those things. And what I don't like seeing is when people start posting negative comments about their own schools. And I'm just so tempted to leap in and say, hey, back off. You know, this is where you went to school and these are kids and they're trying hard and blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And I step away from the keyboard. <laughs> you have to. Well, it happened uh, last weekend, the Mile High, the Mile High Showdown here mm-hmm. in Denver, the CU versus right. CSU game. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Even down to the news. I mean, mm-hmm. I was like, seriously, they had the mascots there. They were like fighting against each other. I'm like, come on, seriously, people? The other thing, one of the tactics that I would like to share with your audience is the fact that many times people, when they see a post, they feel compelled that they have to comment. And I fully understand that because that is normal human reaction. You want to comment. And I will even tell people if you're capable of doing that, go ahead, start typing up a comment. And then you'll get it out of your system and never mm-hmm. post it. Right. And I do that. I was mm-hmm. like, <laughs> and then I do. I read it. I do. Wow. Well, that was quite creative writing. <laughs> and then I go ahead and delete it. And mm-hmm. then all of a sudden, I got it out of my system. I felt that by me typing it, I had an audience called my laptop. But at right. least I felt like doing that. Many times, it's like journaling. I many times tell people like social media could be like journaling. And when you journal. You write whatever you want because you don't expect for anybody to read your journal. However, in social media, yeah, you can write whatever you want, but unfortunately the catch is somebody is going to be able to read your post. So if you feel like journaling, yeah, type it up and then erase it. Or have the book, your journal next to you and just write it Mm -hmm. in the journal and close the journal. You still got the satisfaction of responding. Right, you got to vent. Mm-hmm. Exactly. The other person did not read it. That was not the intention. You just wanted to vent, and you got the capability of venting. So that is one of the tactics I share with all my clients. Do that. And many of them come back to me and they're like, oh, my God, that works. And I'm like, yes, it does. Mm-hmm. I do it. I mean, I'll type something up. I do, well, creative writing. Okay, delete. Now, right. keep on reading something else. Well, and Facebook has recently added a feature where you can edit a comment that you yes. uh, posted on somebody else's, but... Mm-hmm. There is a big catch to that. Your original post does not go away. I know, and people need, and I'm glad you brought that up, yep. because I said that to people, and they're like, no, no, it, 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 it deletes. I'm like, no, it doesn't. No, you can read the original post. So maybe, you know, maybe you posted something I didn't like, and I went on to, to you know, comment, and I said, Elizabeth, you silly twit, what the heck are you thinking about? And then I thought, oh, maybe I shouldn't do that. And I went and edited that comment to say, Elizabeth, I'm going to politely disagree with you. All someone would have to do is click the link that says, I believe it's um, edited. edited. And yeah. when you click edited, the original post shows up. So if you vented, if you flamed, if you did whatever and you shouldn't have, delete it. Don't edit it. 
<laughs> exactly, because the issue is that it is on a server. And that's the other thing. I'm glad you brought this up. Another segue is the fact that all your posts are on a server. So if you, by God forbid, you get involved with something that the police gets involved, they have the right to go to your page. Oh, yeah. Lawyers I mean, and police absolutely exactly. love Facebook. Exactly. So they have the right. So on some servers somewhere in this world, there is access to all your posts. Mm-hmm. And people and corporations and, and, and organizations can get access to that. So don't think, well, I was like that only a year ago, and now I am very unbiased and very forward. Trust me, somebody can dig out what you have done previously. And I know that you also give training to younger professionals that are in college that it's like, okay, you know, enough about the partying. I know that you have to party, but enough about posting you so drunk that you never know. Your future employer may say no because of a picture that was posted of you when you were a sophomore in college. Well, and, you know, that's that's so relevant to people you know whether it's you know somebody a sophomore in college or somebody who's 65 or or whatever you know people get to venting they get to posting you know and and facebook says you know what are you doing and you know when it's asking you for your status so that's where people post gee you know let's 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 tell people the the gory details about what we're doing and whether it's just over posting with you know just too much information or things you really shouldn't post you know, I, I tell people to follow the grandmother rule. If your grandmother would say, what the heck are you doing, then you shouldn't post it. You know, and, and as you said earlier, take that deep breath, pause for a moment, read the post. Anytime I post, whether it's on my own page or commenting on somebody else's, I read it and I think, how could someone read it? How could they interpret it? And how could they respond Mm-hmm. You know, and knock on wood, I've only ever had to delete one comment that somebody made on my page in, you know, in all the time I've been on Facebook and they used the F word four times in a comment. Oh, um, yeah. you know, it was, it was one of those bad ones. Yes, exa- exactly. And, and people have to realize that this is, I have always advised people said, I look at Facebook and Twitter, like this is your TV commercial or your right. radio mm-hmm. commercial. So this is you going out to the airwaves to just comment. And if you think people haven't commented on your post and you think that translates into people do not read my post, think again. I am amazed how I get emails or people see me in town and they say, you know, I love those pictures you put about blah, 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 and I'm sitting there doing Wow, you have never commented on my wall, but you, and they're like, I love following you because you make mm-hmm. me happy. I mean, I've had comments like that. Well, and, and I mean, I've had people comment on posts I've done a year ago. Mm-hmm. I mean, okay. that's what's really, you know, and, and I don't know why. That's, that is a little weird that they're going back through, but, you know, they, they went back and they commented on posts that I made a long time ago. So, you know, again, if you put it out there, you know, delete it. At least make it go away. You know, if it was something that would embarrass you, do whatever. It's still on Facebook servers, but at least make it where people can't see it. 
Exactly, exactly. The other thing is that with the new format, and so it's not new anymore, but the timeline format of mm-hmm. uh, Facebook, it is easier to go back and right. retrieve information. I mean, all of a sudden, you just scroll down and you say, oh, 2010, mm-hmm. oh, let me go with she, mm-hmm. and see what she was doing in 2010. Yep. So, and that also is an alert for people that I know in this country where a lot of us are more of an entrepreneur environment or small mm-hmm. business because that's how this company is, uh, this country is evolving. And with more reason, you have to be very cognizant of how you use Facebook and Twitter because people can go back and not give you assignments or give you gigs or give you a job opportunity because of something you commented back in 2009. Mm-hmm. Are you like, are you serious? Right. Yes, they can do that. And it's not only your post, it's comments that you did to another post mm-hmm. that people don't realize. They're like, well, it's not on my page. It's that they can still find you. Right. They can still find your comment that was derogatory on somebody else's wall. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's it's not only that. It's pages that you liked, you know, when you click the like button and all those things. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe you were researching a paper that you were writing for class. And, you, you know, maybe the class was on, you know, religion. Yeah. And, and so you went through and you just kind of randomly clicked like on some articles that you were reading. Well, remember how people could interpret that. You know, maybe you like the fact that they were pointing something out that, that, you know, but, you know, there's no context to it. And I think that's what people really, really miss out on and, and, and make a mistake about is there is no context. You don't know if they, if they truly did like it. Or they don't, you know, when they're reading a comment, were you joking? Was it part of some ongoing communication? Were you being sarcastic? It's just there in black and white. You know, so how can it be interpreted when all you see is that post? And I agree with you, and that's what I advise a lot of clients that I tell them. I said, you know what, I, they said, well, I, I use those like pages because I need to gather information. I said, you don't need to like the pages. Right. All you know, you know which are the pages. So have them written down somewhere or you have them in your memory Mm -hmm. and you go back to it. They're like, oh, I never thought about it that Mm -hmm. way. I'm like, you don't need to be that lazy that the reason why you like them is that it comes to your home wall and now you can look at it. Well, everybody saw that you liked them. And the other thing is they go to your wall and there's a section that says like pages. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden they can find out who you are and what are you thinking by the like pages. Mm-hmm. The pages I like of mine are very impartial. I mean, there's dance pages that I like only because of my daughter's interests, and there's also pages because of my background, being Puerto Rican with Cuban parents. I have pages like that. But you mm-hmm. will never find pages concerning religion, concerning politics, concerning some beliefs, values. That doesn't mean I don't have them. Trust me, I'm very strong in all of them. But I do not put them on my page because right. I do not want people, they don't have the opportunity to speak with me to understand why I like that page. They just look at it, and normally human nature, we judge immediately. So that's why we do it, and we have to make sure, okay, I, I cannot show that I like that to the world because the person is not next to me. But however, if the person is next to me and talking on the phone, I'll tell you, hey, I like this because mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Now you can explain to the person why you like that topic. And the person right. like, oh, that's interesting. I never thought about it. Well, guess what? I like this instead. And then you can have a conversation back and forth like that. Facebook it's great that it gets announcement, but you really can't have a private conversation and honest conversation without other people getting involved. And you want to have a private conversation. I have some friends that don't live locally and, and they live in another continent. And what we do is we use the messaging 
Mm -hmm. We cannot get on the wall. I have a friend that's in Italy writing a book concerning her daughter. She and I go back and forth and messaging, having great conversations. Because if we don't do that, we do Skype, and it's great conversations. But it's her and I. Mm-hmm. You know that that's how it is, yep. and nobody else in the world knows that I'm contact. You know that I'm connected right. with her about this. Well, and and of course the like button on Facebook, and you know there's there's a like button on on other social media sites too. The problem is there's it's only a like button, you know, and and so you can be showing your support. You can be, you know, it, but there's there's no other button to click. I remember one time someone had posted that a family member had passed away. Mm-hmm. And to show my support of them, I clicked the like button. Now they understood that, but somebody else pinged at me and said, Oh my God, I can't believe that you just liked that her mother died. And I, I said, know. you know, and, and it never occurred to me that that was the context that it was going to come across in. So then I went and I unliked it and somebody else got, you know, their knickers in a knot over that one. <laughs> really? Yeah. And it's, and it's, it's interesting. I'm glad that you brought that up because when it comes to illness, like, you know, there's a lot of posting about cancer illness right. or any other type of illness or death. It's interesting enough that I have come to realize that, that I do not like any of those. If I feel compelled that I need to give a supporting message, then I write right. a mm-hmm. message. And yes, and the reason for that is because people are like, what, you like the fact that my brother died or you like mm-hmm. the fact that my mother was diagnosed with leukemia? I mean, you, you can't, so I basically, with those in mind, I do that. The other ones I do is when people are talking about their kids, that's another one that I do in order to make them feel better. If they're saying something that their kid did something, I make a point of writing a comment mm-hmm. because that is a great opportunity for you to illustrate to the individual, I read your comments. I may not comment on the other ones, but when it comes to something so close and dear to your heart with, this, with, with it's your children or it could be your pet, I am going to comment. So mm-hmm. you realize that, you know, acknowledge, because that's the other thing I tell people, many times you need to acknowledge to others that you are reading their comments. Right. Whether Rather they're positive than, or in, in a, you know, or negative, you know, maybe somebody is having a hard time. Exactly. A little show of support goes a long way. Exactly, exactly. So, so that's why in Facebook, I mean, I always say to people, yeah, it's a great venue to keep in touch because I have kept in touch with people throughout the world. But it's not the venue to have to have a deep and realistic conversation. That is right. not the venue. It's the venue to communicate to the world, hey, this is what I'm doing. Or it's a great venue that I, I, I also share this with individuals to say, be active on other people's comments about commenting, you know, I mean, other people's posts. Because when you have a question, I go to Facebook and I, plan, and I just post a question mm-hmm. that I have. Do you know how many answers I received? I know you do oh, that also, Deb. I'm it's like, great. Okay, I'm, exactly. My husband the other day said, hey, we need to find out about blah, blah, blah. This was this summer. I said, yeah, I'll, I'll find out on Facebook. And he looks at our daughter, and our daughter says, oh, Dad, don't worry. She has all these followers that answer her questions. Seriously. Mm-hmm. And I did. I just posted <laughs> the question, and I got like 25 responses. Right. Well, I bought a new iPad last week. So I, of course, post online that I bought a new iPad. And I said, what apps Mm -hmm. should I download? Holy cow, I must have had 50 people respond. Exactly. Um, And I saw that. I saw that. I did not respond. I was going to get my daughter to respond because she's the (laughs) one that manages the iPad. I, I, you know, I was like, you know, I was going to respond. Oh, do the yoga app. I was going to, Mm -hmm. then I realized, no, she's asking more work related. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, most people did suggest games. I thought that was pretty funny. Um, but there were, there were some really good suggestions there. Um, you know, and, and let's, we're, we're about to wrap up at the bottom of the hour. Um, this, and, you know, let's, let's get back to politics a little bit. I love this post that somebody sent across. Um, and it's a, an image that they posted a link to. And, and the image says, Oh, I'm sorry. Are my political posts bothering you? I just figured choosing the next leader of our country was worth a little discussion. By all means, show me another picture of your dinner. <laughs> and and I love that, you know, yeah. for a variety of reasons. But the problem is we don't have discussions on no. Facebook. You know, like you were saying, we have arguments, you know, we have all sorts of things. I posted and now it was it was somebody making a political actually it was a politician because I used to be a lobbyist. So oh, there yeah. are some politicians that I am friends with online. Both parties, you know, doesn't you know and, and now I'm but I'm I'm very careful about what I post to them. And he was posting about football. Um and, and he was saying that, you know, he and, and Peyton Manning were about the same age and boy he had lots of creaks and groans and he couldn't imagine still playing football at, at that age. Okay. And then I posted and said something along the lines of what really made me feel old was when the, the television commentators pointed out that Robert Griffin III started as a quarterback yesterday, and he was the first starting quarterback in history who was born in the 1990s. I said, now that'll make you feel old. Yeah. But then from there, the, the communication went downhill. You know, it, it went back into politics, all these various things. And I thought, really, people, why did you have to take the post in a totally different direction? Mm -hmm. So how do you deal with when people do that? And actually, we're going to go ahead and we're going to take a break. Mm -hmm. um, and when we come back, let's talk about that. Let's talk about what happens when you post in w with one comment in mind, you know, one path that you were wanting to take. And somebody takes it off in a totally different direction. Good or bad. Let's talk yeah. about how to deal with that when we come back. So when we come back, we're going to talk more with Elizabeth Suarez about dealing with conflicts on social media. Thank you for being a friend. Travel down a road and back again. Your heart is true. You're a pal and a confidant. Listening to Mile High Radio, MileHighRadio.com on the World Wide Web for your listening pleasure. Performance Apparel is South Metro Denver's premier corporate and athletic apparel store. We're your one-stop shop for creating a personal yet professional look for you and your organization. We can assist you in outfitting your corporate team, baseball team, lacrosse team, soccer team, hockey team, football team, or any other team you're involved with. Our goal is to outfit your team for success. We offer in-house full-service embroidery, a state-of-the-art banner and sign maker, screen printing, a graphic designer, vinyl and heat press letter logos, tackle twill, 
So on lettering, leather jackets, hats, shirts, and other corporate imaging. Learn just why we've been chosen to be the official corporate image consultant and provider for MileHighRadio.com by clicking on the banner ad on their website. Remember the name in South Metro Denver. It's Performance Apparel. Hi, I'm Greg Geeson, better known as Geese, host of the Mondays at 3 show here on Mile High Radio. Hey, what do Lockheed Martin, the Quizno Corporation, Nextel Communications, Coors Brewing Company, Vail Resorts, Exempla Healthcare, and Anheuser-Busch all have in common? Why, they've all sent employees to the Leading From Within program. The Leading From Within program is an award-winning, transformational workshop designed to help you achieve optimal performance as a leader in all facets of your life. This indoor-outdoor experiential program will leave you with a renewed sense of purpose, passion, and motivation to be the authentic leader you were meant to be. For more information, go to greggeeson, G-I-E-S-E-N.com, and look for the Leading From Within tab. But hurry, our programs are limited to the first 16 participants. being my friend if we're not friends on facebook and twitter and linkedin and google plus and all those other sites pinterest why aren't we you need to go to my page or to my website which is debcareer.com and you will see all the links there so that we can connect elizabeth tell us how we find you especially how people can sign up to get your blog because it has so much great information Great, Deb. Thank you. Uh, they can go to my webpage, elizabethsuarez.com, and Elizabeth Suarez is E-L-I-Z-A-B-E-T-H, S is in Sam, U-A-R-E-Z.com, and there on the right-hand corner on the low is uh, blogs, and you can click there, and then you can subscribe to my blog. So I basically what I do, I do not blog that often. I blog more once or twice a month. My blog is more like an advice column. I take an experience that may have happened to me, may have happened to a colleague, may have happened to somebody, my family member, and I go and analyze that experience, and I do it in 500 words or less in order to make it like something that could help individuals to, hmm, I can relate to that experience. I had something similar happen to me and get the conversation going. What should I try that if it happens to me next time? Or maybe I don't agree with that. The best um, comments I've had are the people that will say, you know, I don't agree with that. However, I think uh, we could have added this. And I love those type of comments in my blog. And also on Facebook, you can find me at Elizabeth Suarez for Facebook. Cool, cool. Well, and and as you just said, you are Elizabeth Suarez, and I am delighted that you are my guest today. We're talking about conflict on social media. Let's talk about when you've written a post and it goes off in a totally different direction. I had that happen a couple of weeks ago on my business page mm-hmm. on Facebook, Deb Creer, the socialite. Now, it was it was funny because it did go off in a direction that I hadn't intended, but we still had a civil discussion. Now we were disagreeing, mm-hmm. but we did and and I'm saying we as in not you, but we as as in me and the the other person who was posting. Oh, I followed that discussion then. Yeah. You know I followed that. And oh. and it was very interesting because it did go off in a totally different direction. Mm-hmm. 
you know, definitely not the direction I had intended the original post to be done in. And I went ahead and kept the post there. You know, I didn't delete it. There was no name calling. There was no disrespect. You know, there was nothing like that. But, you know, to me, it was, it was still a good discussion. And so that was why I kept it there. Yeah. How do you suggest dealing with that, whether it's, you know, gee, let's get back on track or, you know, because of course the, the tricky thing with social media is somebody very quickly could flame you pretty badly. So how do you delete, you know, deal with things where, you know, it didn't go the way you wanted, get it back on track, politely dis, you know, disagree to disagree and, and so on. And I, I mean, I, I remember you and I had a conversation about this. And, yes, I agree that it, you have to make the decision, would I feel okay have to, having somebody two years from now read this post on my page? Right. Mm-hmm. That's the first question. If you cannot say yes immediately, you need to delete that. Mm-hmm. That, is my, that is my bottom line. But if you say, yes, I won't have a problem in 2012, I, I mean in 2014, 2015, that somebody reads that post. As a matter of fact, I don't have a problem with that because I want to show to the world that I am capable of dealing with controversy or dealing with the unexpected. Right. And that is great. For myself, I would have kept the post as well. For, from your perspective, I went back and read it all, and I could see why you kept it because of what you do. However, if you, even if you keep it, I still would have sent a message, private message to the individual, thanking them for contributing to such a challenging and worthwhile post and saying, this is the reason why I'm keeping it up there. I mean, I would do that in order to close the circle because you can mm-hmm. make the other person feel valuable. Now, on oh, the yeah. other side, if you feel like, oh, no, in 2014 somebody reads this post and I really would be annoyed if somebody refers back to this post in 2014, that's when you need to delete it. But if you're going to delete it, and I have deleted several posts from my wall, I go ahead and start messaging the individual why right. I deleted it. Tell them it. why. Mm-hmm. Exactly. To the point in two occasions, I even told the individual via messaging, I know you're still hurt about this. What number will be best for me to contact you? Perfect. And we had a great conversation mm-hmm. over the phone. And I was able to see, and the two posts that I deleted was the same individual. Oh. So it's interesting. <laughs> it is interesting. Nothing has happened this year with that individual. Mm-hmm. But I, and I'm waiting for it to happen because it's, uh, that individual is a very strong-minded individual, which I really adore that individual, but I could see how that individual can go and be viewed differently by other people. Mm-hmm. So when I had that conversation with the individual, I allowed the individual to explain to me very straightforward why that individual was disturbed that I had taken off the post. And Mm -hmm. I allowed for him to be heard. That's the key thing. At the end of the day, us as human beings, we want to be heard and acknowledged. So allow him to be heard. And by being heard is I ask questions of what he was stating. I was reframing what he was stating. I was actually acknowledging that he was stating that. I was saying, okay, I can see your points are the following. I can see very clearly that these are important points to you. Now, allow me to share why I don't see point number two as clearly as you do. And having that conversation, it's a great individual because we are very different in our beliefs. I Mm -hmm. mean, um, if people have seen his post on my page, 
uh, they'll be like, oh, okay, now I know what where uh, Elizabeth stands. But mm-hmm. we're very different. But he has, and he even has submitted to me, says, I appreciate you sharing this with me. I, I go back to his page. And by the way, he does not live in the United States of America. So let me start <laughs> with that. I actually grew up with him. And it's interesting because I go back to his page and his posts are not as so in your face. He's still mm-hmm. very controversial, but he's not in, he's not uh, obnoxious. If you know what I mean, he just right. will make a statement and back it up with a file, a picture, a, a quote. But he's not like, there you go, take it. You know, I mean, he's not that type anymore, mm-hmm. which I feel that I have influenced him. And he did agree that I did a little bit of influence for him. But he still says that he's still going to continue posting all these difficult um comments, which he has the right to do that. He doesn't have a problem doing that. Right. Well, and I've got another example of, of that. It's, and it's funny, I, I actually printed it and saved it because I wanted to address it at a future blog post, which will probably be ooh, this week where I will do this. Mm-hmm. So this person was posting online. He's somebody that I know out in the real world. He's extremely political, you know, and I won't say one side or the other, but he's, but his posts were getting venomous, hateful. I mean, just, just horrible. And so this was a post that he, he put on. He said, someone I love and some of you have made me realize how angry and ugly I've been. I apologize to those I've offended with my political rants. You won't see them anymore. Wow. And I love that. Now, what was really funny were all the comments that that got. And, and, and I kept going back and reading it because I thought it was very interesting. You know, there were several people who thanked him and said, you know, that was great. I almost had reached the point where I was not going to follow you anymore. Other people said, you need to keep posting like that because it's generating discussion and making us think. His response was, it was one thing to generate discussion, but it was one thing, it was another thing to be filled with hate. And he really has tried to watch what he has posted. And he's warned people, you know, I'm doing better, so you need to do better, too, in your responses to me. And I just thought that was very interesting. It, it did pertain to politics, but it can be that way with anything, where, where somebody gets carried away and they're passionate about it, but then it, it, it goes too far. Exactly, and that's why even though you make a comment, and kudos to him, by the way, because Mm -hmm. that takes guts to do that. The hardest things to do on Facebook is do a post that he did, and another one is an apology post. Right. Of saying, I was wrong when I made the following statement. That is so hard to do. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, if your post gets to that point that you did a very unbiased post and it becomes very radical, even if you decide to keep it on your wall because you feel it's good, I think um, I don't have a problem that people realize what I'm doing here. I believe that you still need to have that conversation with your the person that was taking it very radical or Mm -hmm. down the alley or down the gutter. Um, and have that conversation and say, you know, I, I commend your thoughts and your ideas, but being insulting and being judgmental and being demeaning is something that I do not welcome on my wall. And people need, and it's very hard for people to have that discussion. And so you need to have that discussion, but you need not to have it on your wall. Right. You need to have it one-on-one with the individual. Many times what I would tell people is, you know, I do not want to continue in the messaging. How can I contact you? Mm -hmm. And I do pick up the phone and have those conversations. 
and they're difficult conversations. And trust me, even myself as an alternative dispute resolution strategist, do I look forward to those conversations? Heck no. I do not. My stomach still gets in a knot. Mm -hmm. I start, my palms start sweating, but we have to go in and have that conversation respectfully, openly, and willing to say, I have heard you, you've heard me, we have both agreed how we're going to move on from here forward. That doesn't mean that I agree with your ideas or you agree with mine, and we're Mm -hmm. fine with that. And that's where in this country we have not gotten to that point. We just want everybody to agree with your ideas. Mm -hmm. It's very hard to do. Very hard to do. Earlier in the program I mentioned that I've only ever had to delete one comment Mm -hmm. off of my personal page. And it was somebody who I had posted, and this was about college sports, you know, to to circle back on that. Mm -hmm. And this person, you know, I I posted I was going to a basketball game. It was one sentence. (laughs) And and this person took it in a totally different direction and used the F word four times in his post. Now, I immediately deleted it and apologized to the people who had seen it because, of course, some people did see it. But I didn't call him, but I did message him. And I said, you know, I don't care what you post on your page. You want to use that language there, that's perfectly fine. But don't ever do that on my page again. I, and I said, I'm not going to unfriend you. You know, And we actually were business associates. And I, and I said, you know, I'm not going to unfriend you. I do value as a friend. But please don't ever think that you can do that again. Mm-hmm. He was so incredibly apologetic. And what happened was he posted it. And the second he responded, he thought, uh-oh, I shouldn't have done that. Yeah, exactly. What he didn't realize, <coughs> excuse me, was that if he wrote it, he could delete it. He thought that because he would posted it as a response to one of my comments, it was there forever. But if you write it, you can delete it. Doesn't matter exactly. where you post it on a business exactly. page, somebody's personal page. If you wrote it, you can delete it. Yeah. Another issue, because I think that's a great example. Another example that where people need to manage their walls are, especially with different time zones in the world. Mm-hmm. I had four years ago when it was again a presidential election year. Um, I had some colleagues that lived in the East Coast as well as a colleague that lived in Europe. And they, it was three of them, and they started posting stuff early morning where they lived. Well, I was right. still sleeping. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's still o'clock my time uh, compared to England. And I would wake up, and this was when, you know, Facebook now is more, you know, people have become savvier in how to manage it. Four years ago, you, you know, Deb, you're an expert in this. Mm-hmm. It wasn't as savvy. People still believed that it was more closed, et cetera. And they started posting stuff on my page because they were very politically active. Mm-hmm. And I literally had to contact them and say, I mean, to this point, to say, you know, I understand your beliefs, and if you want to share your beliefs, you need to put it privately to me because this is what I do. This means that what's on my wall, I need to approve. So if you go back to my wall, you have been deleted. And if you continue, and I even said, if you continue doing that, I am going to unfriend you. And mm-hmm. all of the three of them were so apologetic. They're like, oh, my God, we just wanted to educate you. I said, you can educate me anywhere you want. You have my email. Go ahead and send it to right. me. I don't mind. Mm-hmm. Fax it to me. Text it to me. Do a stuff that uh, use a communication vehicle that comes just to me. Mm-hmm. I don't have a problem with that. 
Right. You, you know, because I can select to read it or not, but not on my Facebook that it's a communication tool that everybody can see. So that's well, another education parameter. By the way, this year they're still the three of them living where they live, and they still mm-hmm. haven't posted anything. And I even <laughs> uh, got the three of them in a little conversation yep. four, or four weeks ago, and I was like, thank you. And they all said, well, we learned mm-hmm. from Big Mom. <laughs> so well, they and, were and like, you bring you know, up a point with tagging. Because, yes. you know, it, there's, there's obviously posting on someone's wall, which is what those folks were doing to you, but there's also tagging. Yes. And I had someone who tagged me in a, a political cartoon that was as far from what I believed in as possible. Mm-hmm. And what happened was then, of course, it showed up on my wall and, and so people assumed that that must be what I thought. Exactly. So I con, I, I deleted the tag, which is what yeah. you should do if you don't yeah. want to be tagged. Mm-hmm. And I contacted the person and I said, what the heck? And he said, oh, I just wanted to make sure you saw it. And I said, and, and I had the same conversation that you did. There are other ways to do that. Exactly. But what I have done in my privacy settings for both tagging me in posts and tagging me in photos is I have made it in my privacy settings so that it I have to grant permission for that to show up on my page. That's a great I, point. You know, mm-hmm. that, that eliminates spam. You know, I don't have any of those Nike shoe things showing up on my page. But, you know, I, I also don't have people promoting their own books to my 2,000 followers by tagging me in a picture of their book cover, you know, all of those various things, which I strongly suggest to people. You know, it, it, you can still, you can approve the tag and then it shows up or you just, you know, you, you remove it and then it, it doesn't show. So, you know, go to your privacy settings and, and make sure that that is set unless you're fine with things randomly showing up that you might not see for several days, several months, you know, whatever, uh, you know, and, and that's what, where it gets interesting is when people again go back through and they find where you were tagged in the past. You know, I had a friend who was tagged, uh, a buddy of hers thought it was cute to tag her in the pictures that he took at a strip club. Now, oh, you know, that's very against Facebook's policies. You know, he, he could have been banned completely from Facebook, but he thought it was funny to tag her in those pictures. She didn't see it. Her boss did. Yeah, that's, that's and terrible. you know, so just turn photo tagging off. You can still be tagged in a picture, but the person has to, the person that you tag has to give permission for it to actually show up. And I think it's a good point. And the other thing I do, if you're going to tag, I always, um, like last night, I tagged the girls. We went to a tap show, a dance show mm-hmm. uh, in the Denver metro area. I took a picture of the girls with one of the dancers. And mm-hmm. all the mothers that were there, I said, it's going on Facebook. Somebody has a problem with this. And they're like, no, put it on because we right. don't have the picture. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, before I tag somebody... I will tell them this is going on Facebook. Everybody knows when I bring out my iPhone, they're like, oh, this is going on Facebook. <laughs> Facebook. They already know me. I mean, my family even, everybody knows this is going on Facebook. But I make a comment, this is going on Facebook. Do you have a problem with this? And by the way, a couple people once said, yeah, I have a problem. You, I said, you know what, then it's not going on Facebook. So right. the other people are like, well, then email me the picture. Mm-hmm. And that's how we did it. So you have to be respectful of the other people. Well, and, and I yeah, think that really pertains when you're dealing with pictures of children. Exactly, exactly, especially pictures of children because I tag a lot because of my daughter's competitive dancing, but I make a point that all the mothers are tagged as well. And if the Mm -hmm. mother is not on Facebook, I am not putting the picture on Facebook. Well, and you're tagging the mother. You're not tagging the child. Exactly. I'm tagging the mother, and I ask for permission. The other thing is I'm glad that you brought up the issue about books. I know a lot of people that have been writing books, and it's a great idea, but it is 
very demeaning to go ahead and have everybody being tagged and their book cover is on your page. I mean, go ahead and use your page to promote your book and then message the people about the cover of your book, announce it, and that way you get the people to rally behind you. And I bet you a few of them will tag you on their own page to basically promote your book. So that's Mm -hmm. a different way of doing it. It's more quiet, it's more respectful, and it's not in your face, you have to promote my book. So Mm -hmm. that's another key one that people need to realize. Basically, the bottom line when it comes to Facebook and social media is you need to treat the other individual like they are the person that you love the most in this world. Is it your grandmother? Is it your mother? Is it your spouse? Is it your best friend? And how would you treat the person that you will actually give your life for that person? Mm-hmm. Now write those things down, and that's how you need to treat everybody right. on Facebook. That's the bottom line. Well, and you know we've we've been talking about the wall. I just thought of something that I, I want to bring up on that too is when you post on somebody's wall, it's not private. No. Your mutual friends see it. So exactly. you know maybe it was somebody was wanting to to post a, a political cartoon and they posted it on your wall or a political comment. That's nice. But all of your mutual friends see that too. I've got a, a great example that I use in my seminars of uh, two, it, and it, it happens to be uh, two people that I know, and they're family members. They're my my cousins, and it was very cute. They hadn't seen each other for a while, and and they are are uh, brothers, and they were posting on each other's wall because they were going to be getting together. Mm-hmm. What they posted though was. <laughs> I oh, don't even really? know what some of the words were, and I didn't want to know. And every other word was one of those words. And mm. it was, oh, it was mortifying. Now, I mean, you know, these are 20-year-old boys, so you kind of have to take that into account. But I responded to that post, and I said, gentlemen, you do realize that people, including me, your aunt, and your grandmother just saw this post. Mm-hmm. They were, you know, Oh, they, they had no idea that those people could see a post on a wall. So remember that if you're posting on somebody's wall, mutual friends see it. So just, you know, watch those, those things. Exactly. And I'm glad you brought that up because that's also concerning family. With family, you may be a little bit more, you may be looser with family. Right. Making mm-hmm. comments. And I do it like with my nephews. I have two nephews that I can get loose with them. But I make a point of not doing it on Facebook mm-hmm. because you never know. So whenever I post on my comment on any of my nephews' posts, I make sure that everybody realizes I'm their aunt. Mm-hmm. So I make sure that whatever I'm going to post, I am not going to embarrass them. Now, right. I embarrass them when I see them in person. Mm-hmm. That's, that's another story. Yeah. But not on social media. They're right. in their 20s. They are you know, professionals working in their fields. They really cannot be embarrassed. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, my nephew the other day posted a picture of him and his girlfriend. Very nice picture, you know, grandmas, the grandmas would approve, you know, there wasn't anything wrong with the picture. But then I responded and I said, oh, and who is this delightful young lady? He responded, you know, very nice and, and very polite. But then I'm thinking, okay, so his 20-something buddies are reading this. And so I finally said, thanks for humoring your old aunt. Exactly. <laughs> so then exactly. they knew who I was and why I was posting. Mm-hmm. And none of them said anything bad. 
you know, I've, I've posted on the, you know, I, I connected with a lot of younger people and I've posted on their pages who then sometimes they will post, you know, their friends will put, and I'm like, Oh, holy cow. (laughs) Yes, exactly. That happens to me because my daughter being in the dance world, the teenagers have befriended me. Mm -hmm. So I, I mean, I see their posts and I do ladies, ladies, Mm -hmm. (laughs) we need to rethink this, but I make a point that people realize whoever their friends are, they realize who I am. Mm -hmm. I am not the teenager that dances. With mm-hmm. them. I'm the mother of one of the kids right. that dances mm-hmm. with them. So that, that so people realize that the same thing I do, I have several cousins throughout the United States, and many times I will say cuz, so people realize, mm-hmm. and I think you've seen that with some of my mm-hmm. cousins, one yep. of my cousins really follows me, and she could be quite radical, so I go ahead and make a point, hey cuz, yeah, I could see this, or I could see that, so that's something so people realize, okay, Elizabeth has some control over this individual in mm-hmm. terms of communicating and getting the point across. So the bottom line is, Correct communication, respectful communication, and trying to get your point across, but at the same time being willing to see the other person's point and not go into a battlefield. Mm-hmm. If you need to go into a battlefield about the point, you need to take this off Facebook. Right. You need to take this off social media. And, yes, go ahead. Go ahead and do it one-on-one. We all need to have those conversations, but not on, so- on a social media platform. Right. Well, and, and we didn't really talk about uh, where it's amazing. We're almost at the, the top of the hour. One of the things we didn't talk a lot about was businesses on Facebook. I have so many businesses that tell me, "Ooh, I don't want a Facebook page because what if somebody posts a negative comment? Well, you know what? They're doing it anyway. So why don't you want to be part of the conversation? Exactly. You know, so if that- say, you know, say I went to a restaurant and I went to their Facebook page and I posted, I just went to, you know, X restaurant and had an absolutely horrible meal. You know, what the business should do is they need to immediately respond. Don't ignore it because if you ignore it, then you have all these other people that say, oh, I had the same experience. You want to go on. You want to respond. You want to apologize. You mentioned that earlier. Apologize and say, we are so sorry that you had this experience. Please come back. We'll be more than happy to give you a complimentary hors d'oeuvre, whatever. Try and fix it. Now, sometimes you do have to take it offline. Um, yes. Depends on, obviously, what the business is and, and what the complaint is. But try to deal with it as much as you can online because then you'll see things turn around. You know, So somebody might have posted, hey, I had an absolutely horrible meal. The next, you know, the business responds and says, what can we do to make it better? Then you see people posting and saying, wow, that hasn't been our experience. We've, we were there, you know, we go there every week because it's, it's a great place. Or, so, you know, all of those various things. Because when you take it positive, other people take it positive. Exactly. If it's negative, it stays negative. It's the, and one more thing concerning businesses, because it happened to me, I like to do local to go, when I go out to dinner, I like to go local. I went to a local business where I live mm-hmm. and the, the food was horrible. And I decided not to post on their wall. I decided to message them, explain to them why the food Mm -hmm. was horrible. The worst thing the business did, did not acknowledge me, did not answer back. Do you think I've gone back? Never. Oh, yeah. Did not take Mm -hmm. into account that I took the time to message them. Mm -hmm. I found out later because I even then called them and and they said, well, you were so negative that we don't deal with negative people. And I said, I was negative in a respectful way, right. giving you some ideas. Mm-hmm. Well, you just, we just had a bad night. I said, you could have responded back. Mm-hmm. Acknowledge the fact that I did it. Now, I, they are in good luck that I am not going to go and, and say terrible things about them on my page because I'm not that type. I'm more Right, the but somebody else side. easily could. 
And that's what I told them. I said, somebody else will do it. And actually, somebody else did it because somebody that lives near where I lived, she actually posted terrible things about them six months ago. So Mm -hmm. I started laughing. I said, well, you know, it happens. So, yeah, people have to acknowledge the fact that your thoughts and your ideas, even though you think they're facts and even though you think they're right, other people will not think the same because their thoughts and ideas may vary from yours. Right. You know, and and just because I'm going to vote for one political candidate doesn't mean I'm a horrible person. Oh, I like that. I've I've had I've seen posts where people have said you're an idiot, you're stupid. I'm like, really? Yeah. You're and, and whether it's a total stranger or somebody you know, just don't post that. You know, I I posted about uh, texting one time, and I was on somebody else's page when I was posting about texting, and I should have just known better. So you know, my bad for doing that. But I, I said something about, you know, kids who were texting and I hit a hot button with somebody. And I'm sure it was, you know, somebody who'd had a horrible tragedy. And I felt really bad about that. But this woman called me an idiot. She called me names. And I said, really? You don't know me. And, and, and I said, and I apologize to the person who, you know, whose comment I took in the wrong direction. But I said, you know, it's, it, be a little respectful. And she came back and she apologized. She said, you know, it was a hot button and she was very sorry. An apology goes so far with people. You know, you're not saying you're right, I'm wrong, I'm right, you're wrong. You're just saying I'm sorry. You know, and, and, and especially if somebody says we're going to have to agree to disagree, don't keep going down that path. Just drop it. You know, you're not going to change their mind. One of my favorite posts, and I actually posted this, was, you know, uh, it was it was a picture that I posted a, a link to, and it said something along the lines of, do you really think that your political rants on Facebook are going to make me change my mind about who I'm going to vote for? I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> I saw you know, that. If, if you want to have a respectful discussion, that's fine. But don't think that calling names and, and taking things out of context and doing all of those is going to make me change my mind, whether it's with the football team I support the political candidate, the restaurant I'm going to go to, just be respectful. And I think that's what ultimately it comes back to. You mentioned it earlier. Treat people the way you want to be treated. Mm -hmm. And bottom line then, if it's a hot button, journal it. Do not Facebook it. Yeah. Bottom line. That's what you you have to do. If if you don't want your grandma seeing it, if you don't want it seen 10 years from now, 2 years from now, 2 months from now, don't post it. Exactly. Totally. Exactly. Great platform to announce who you are and to share with the world all your information, but mm-hmm. not a great platform to have those meaningful and difficult conversations. Right. Perfect, perfect. Well, Elizabeth, this has, as always, been absolutely fabulous having you on. You know, I love your insight because you do come at it from a different direction because you are an arbitration specialist. So everybody connect with Elizabeth online. Go to ElizabethSuarez.com. Sign up for her blog. She has great tips uh, that come out every every you know couple of weeks or so, and and follow me too. You know, find me debcareer.com. You'll find all of my sites there. Connect with me. Let me know what you think about all of this. Both Elizabeth and I would love to get your feedback on this. So let us know what you think, and we will catch you next time. Thank you, Deb. Have a great Thank day. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye bye. Thank you for being a friend Travel down a road and back again Your heart is true You're a pal and a confidant I'm not ashamed
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.